The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun, and I like them, and the show has my name on it, so we're going to keep them going. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I don't think that takes a theological or a scholarly observation to figure that out. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to be people who sit on our blessed assurance and not really doers. But if we want to be doers and draw closer in, maybe we will use these lessons of faith. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Hopefully on Wednesday when I pay the bill, that will be why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Going through that process where you are driving down to the studio, leaving at your normal time at 12 o'clock to get to the studio by 12.35, and yet there's four accidents on the road, so you don't arrive till about five minutes after. How does that feel? Well, you have to turn the worship music on, then you have to turn it off, and you have to say, Lord, help me to be calm, and all those other things. Hey, that's what you go through every single day in your trial. Same kind of thing, same kind of situation. That's what we talk about on the show. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. If you have a prayer request or a praise report, we don't want you to let that go unnoticed. We'll do Bible trivia in a little while. We're also going to do a corporate prayer for everybody, knowing that the holiday is coming up and the tensions are already starting to rise. Yes, they are. But in the meantime, you can reach out to us during the show pretty much about anything. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, and I repeat it so that you will remember it, 972-445-0770. You get to talk to Captain Chris, and when you talk to Captain Chris, you're sailing in the right direction. And you better be careful and talk to him now, because it could be at the beginning of the year he goes from captain to commander. So you better watch that. Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. 
I'm already having fun. Is that bad? Uh, you can text us, like I said, 214-210-8483. Don't call that number. Not going to answer it. you got to text that number. Also, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Here comes a little surprise. We're going to send you to the website. Now you already know all the reasons we send you to the website. However, at the top of the website is a link to something new, and I promise you, you will want to see it. So I highly encourage you to go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincreaseministry. YouTube, hemustincreaseministry. All righty. So let's keep that in mind and going on. Uh, I think you guys will get it once you see it. If you want to comment to it, send me a text or an email. You'll understand. Just go to the website. We'll go from there. We're going to open up with a little prayer. We actually prayed for uh, the situation that took place in Wisconsin and everybody being calm and peaceful. And mostly, for the most part, it was, except there was a disaster that took place recently, very recently. And we don't like that. That's not cool. So we're going to reemphasize that prayer for the people in that area. Plus, we're also going to pray for you guys right now because you don't have to tell me anything about family and Thanksgiving. Okay? Jewish people have Every dinner as a Thanksgiving dinner, I know it fully well, but I know it in a little bit different because when we get around to Thanksgiving, that's when things start flying in the air. So I, I get it. So let's pray. We're going to offer up both things. Join me in prayer. When two or more are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And if two of you agree upon touching anything, it shall be done. Let's do it together and agree. First, let's pray for the people in Wisconsin, then for Thanksgiving holidays. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We confess, first and foremost, we have no strength of our own. This is in your hands. We can do nothing but lift it up to you. But you're the king of the universe, and you rule. And we ask you to bring peace for the people in Wisconsin and even for our nation, that there will be a calming down. Now, we know people are on both sides, and they're fighting, and they're yelling, and now there's even more death involved. And, Lord, we're asking that there would just be a blanket put on the situation so people will relax. Take a deep breath, look up, and acknowledge you. Let your grace and your peace begin to prevail in Wisconsin, in our country, and in all of the people's lives that we're dealing with, Lord. Let there be a peace. And Lord, we know Thanksgiving time, a lot of traditions, a lot of families get together, and there is so much tension and division in this country, Lord. It is amazing. And it's not unusual in your uh, word because you declare there will be a more distinctiveness between those that are yours and those that are not. In the meantime, we ask that the people of God would operate in the spirit of God and with the wisdom that comes from you. And that the Holy Spirit would direct people and that they would know how to engage with family, especially with all the things that are going on and all the tensions that are there in individual families. Please, Lord, this year, more than any other, let the witness of Jesus stand firm. It doesn't have to hide underneath a bushel. It needs to be set out there so people can see it. Let that happen in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okie doke. That's how we're going to start it. We're going to believe for that. We'll probably pray again Wednesday. I know that some people are 
going through it. I'm just going to leave it there and not say much more. I think most of you kind of get what's going on there. Let's get into the text. We are in Colossians. I love these books that we're teaching, but you are getting to the end. And when you get into the end, you get into final greetings and things of that nature. So we're going to get into a little personalization in the texts, which is a good thing, not a bad thing. Uh, here is uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 10. I, I want to really mess up this name because I do it almost every other time I, I mention it out loud. It says, My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, 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 something like that. Okay? It's the big A guy. Anyway, my fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have already received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Now, this seems like just, a, oh, yeah, that's a nice final greeting. <laughs> Wrong. In the book of Acts, this is the mark that said, yeah, I want to hang out with you guys. Yeah, no, I do. I mean, I just, I can't wait to hang out. Hey, Cousin Barb. Yeah, Barbus, let's hang out. You, me, Puzzle Paul, yeah. And after a little, he went, yeah, I'm out of here. There is no pinball anywhere. I'm young, I'm out. Goodbye. And he abandoned the mission. Ah, oh, that's not good. That guy abandoned the mission. That's sad. He shouldn't have done that. Guess what? People make wrong decisions. Even people who are faithful make inappropriate decisions. And sometimes when they do things that are kind of on the unfaithful side, we have this resistance to ever trust them again, which is amazing because, of course, the Bible says that love keeps no record of wrongs right in the definition of what love is. And number two, this guy's cousin was Barnabas, who's the one who brought Paul out of uh, out of the cellar, so to speak, because nobody wanted to hang out with him. And number three, this guy, Mark, who's the cousin of Barnabas, who abandoned them, came back into the faith and, oh yeah, wrote the Gospel of Mark. Okay, now wait. So what you want to say is, yeah, but he, he was unfaithful in the ministry and he abandoned it. Yep, he did. You're right. And he owned it. And Paul recognized that towards the end and even said, hey, regarding Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, you've already received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Which means then he walks into the room, you don't go, oh, there he is. There's that guy. He was on the mission field with Paul and he left. Boy, oh boy, no bubble gum for him. Coal in his stocking. Like they had that then. Anyway, the idea behind this is to understand that people do make mistakes. But you know what the great thing about the kingdom of God is? The redemptive element that comes through Jesus Christ. And how redemptive has Jesus been for you? And if you think that you would like a second opportunity or a third opportunity, see, in my case, it's like a 157th opportunity. How would you like to be received and welcomed and blessed and encouraged in coming back. And that was the instruction from the Apostle Paul. See, these little end things are so good. And he's like, hey, treat that guy nice. Welcome him. You know what happened, but be nice. How redeeming is Jesus? Three denials by Jesus, or three denials by Peter in regards to Jesus, three affirmations that Jesus pulled out of Peter to compensate.
the Lord Jesus Christ brings us back. Can you just say amen and help people? You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus, and immediately her bleeding stops, right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, Okay. Like there's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to? Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus, bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said, it was me, right? Jesus not only physically healed her, watch this, he socially healed her because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment. And instead of saying anything negative, or because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me. Now you're socially healed. Amazing grace. How sweet Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for your first trivia question. By the time we get to the fifth trivia question, some of you are going to turn the turn the radio off. It's like, you know what? That's, that's, that ain't going to change something. <laughs> you guys should know that. 
Uh, just going to do our best to make our presentation of biblical truths, and hopefully they are something that will help you get one step closer. In fact, the goal of the show is not to be your church. I want to make sure everybody gets that. The goal of the show is to be a fellowship for you to be able to be strengthened in. I assume, a little bit of danger there, I know, I used to watch The Odd Couple, I assume that you are connected to a fellowship, a church, and that that is your main place of support. And then secondarily, be a part of us. That's great. And if you can give, that's fantastic. We love that. But make sure to take the directions that the Lord puts on your heart first. I'm not against raising money, but I'm going to tell you why I have such a uh, I have more of an aversion than most ministers, and I'll explain that either today, tomorrow, Wednesday, or in the next 30 years. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, here's your first trivia question. How many days did Job's friends sit with him before Job spoke? Remember his friends? You got the one guy who's the shoe shoe height. It's always a good joke because how tall is he? He's only as tall as a shoe. Anyway, uh, bottom line is how many days did they hang out with Job? Nobody said a word. How long was that? And then Job spoke first. How many days? Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we'll do our DNA because that's what everybody needs to be functioning in, the molecules of our Christian existence. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily? What was that? Was that like an Elmer Fuddy thing? Captain Chris, were you Elmer Fudding right there? A little bit. A little bit. Daily. <laughs> okay, that's the other uh, character. I almost did the wrong character. I almost did that. I thought I thought put it that. All right. So anyway, uh, so draw closer to the Lord daily. Oh, smile. Uh, N. Never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never, ever, ever, ever. And then A. Always be ready to serve. To serve, which means you are sensitive to what the Lord is doing on a regular basis. Plus, you are also sensitive to other people around you so that your entire existence is not just based on you and your feelings and your happiness. Okay? All right. Let me do a quick shout-out to Kirk. Kirk, you gave me days and nights, but no number. You might want to retext that, <laughs> unless you're just saying days and nights, in which case that's that's pretty funny. Uh, we got that. We got that. We did our DNA. Uh, give you a quick update on Levi. Levi's got a good uh, is is you know how dogs have like like they eat and they have a good like little attitude going on. But we're not out of the woods yet, so we're gonna he's gonna go to another doctor on Monday. Same group of doctors, but a different one to do a little more examination. But he's got a really good attitude, you know, which means he's got no problem begging people for not just food, but for all the other attention that he wants. So you know, just keep us in prayer. It's, I think it's. Uh, difficult. Uh, I think it's more difficult for Noel than than anybody. So I just want you guys to really lift her up in prayer. She's my baby. She's my, and I was not that pleasant yesterday. <laughs> Dave. Uh, see, Jesus came to die for sinners, of whom I am chief. Okay, got it. All right. 
Uh, let's get to the rest of the text, and we'll see if anybody calls in. If not, I'll give you the answer to the trivia question. I love these uh, final greetings by Paul and all these epistles because there's always some little nugget, some little thing, some little illumination, revelation, whatever the case may be. Uh, talking about uh, uh, Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, says, you've already received instruction about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. And then it's verse 11 in Colossians 4 says this, Jesus, who is called Justice— Okay, so he had the same name as Jesus, but he needed to go by justice because he didn't want to be confused with the Lord. That's not abnormal. Let's kind of remember, Jesus is kind of the Greek translation or version of Joshua in the Hebrew. Very close. So that's why you have, now I'll give you a quickie, quickie phonics uh, lesson. Joshua, Yeshua, 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 and that's the name of Jesus. There you go. See, that just helps you understand, oh, I see, between Hebrew and Greek, that's where they got that, right? So it says, uh, Jesus, who's also called Justice, uh, sends, uh, also sends greetings. There are only, these are only the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. So let me say this real quickly uh, so that everybody gets on board with this and we don't really have a problem. People who have been through the fire, okay, People who have—I got you, Kirk. People who have been through the fire are the best Christian connections you will ever find. Let me, let me say that again. People who have been through the fire are the best Christian connections you will ever find. There is nobody that gets you like true kingdom family. So Paul calls out justice. Paul, Jesus, who's called justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. These are people that went through the thick, went through the thin, still surviving, still prevailing, still moving forward, and they get it. And the, the kingdom family that you have, friends— uh, in uh, on the earthly realm, brothers and sisters in the spiritual realm, every one of them who's been through the fire with you knows or been through a fire like you knows what you've been through, knows what you're going through, and can therefore help you. You get that? It's one of the coolest things. Let me say this real quickly. Ever! Okay? Because somebody who's been through a crummy church beginning like like I had. I had a terrible church beginning. I mean, I became a Christian. I was on fire, all these great things. Then we got involved in, in church working, and the church became its own self-evolved Christianized cult. It's like it's more amazing I'm still a Christian probably than anything else. But then whenever I meet somebody who's been through a really, really bad church experience, and I'm not talking about somebody who didn't like what the preacher preached. I'm talking about real Jim, just underneath Jim Jonesy stuff. There's this immediate identity that I have with them that they know and I know, and nobody knows like we know how hard that is and how hard it is to pull up. It's like the coolest thing. And these are the best people. And Paul gives them credit and says, you know— these people, they get me like nobody else. They're going through the kingdom stuff, and I need them, and I depend on them. And in a lot of fellowships like this, not just the radio, but in different men's groups and different Bible studies, you will inevitably come across people who have been through what you've been through, and God has put them in your lives because you've been there together, and you can strengthen one another 
and and then you can be there to help other people who are just now going through it. See, that's really what the kingdom uh, principle is about the older teaching the younger. If you've been through the fire 10 times and somebody went through their first fire, you're the perfect person for them to talk to. You know. Uh, it's terrible. feels awful. You have to learn to cry out. You have to learn to trust. You have to learn to put your feelings, not eliminate your feelings, but not let the feelings run the day. I mean, you get to tell them all. They get and then they learn and they grow and you help them. And that's what he's commenting on. He's closing his epistle going, Isn't these, aren't these people great? This is great. These are my buddies. They've been through this with me. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about Paul, who Ephesians, uh, Philippians, Colossians, and uh, Philemon, all four were written in in, uh, prison epistles. He's like going, these are people that get it. They know what's going on. They're with me. They love me. Those Those are your gold that God gives you. Noel is gold for me. Oh, yeah, she's my wife, and we're best friends. But I also tell her the worst of me that I can that I can confess to another human and the things that I struggle with as a real Christian. And she hears that. And she's and that's how we met, by the way. She had a bad church experience. Ha! See, see, there's like, oh yeah. It's the greatest stuff ever. Because God puts people in our lives to help us get through, grow up, and then help others. I love it. You just have to love that. Don't you love these kind of? I love these kind of things. All right. Um. Uh. Uh. What do we got? Trivia. Okay. Captain Chris, keep me on the straight and narrow. What was the question? Oh, how many days did Job's friends sit with him before they? Uh. Before Job spoke. So Job was the first one to speak. Okay. They sat with him seven days. Seven days, seven nights. Right. And some people say, well, is that literal or is that poetic? Because it's a poetic book. I, I, I don't think that's the point. The point is the next verse where it says, there was too much grief to speak. That's the part. And that's the part where you go, Aha! right? Because have you been through a, a process where there was too much grief to speak? My dad died when I was 20 years old and... 20 years old and a month. And then when we went back to Detroit for the funeral and they opened up, they had the casket there and he was there, I I didn't lose, I lost it. Right? Too much grief. Too much grief to speak. And yet, the Lord uses these things, comforts us in these times. It's so funny the difference between my mom's death and my dad's death. I was, I was broken for him and, and wept. For my mom, I almost felt like, yeah, this is a, not a bad thing. This is actually kind of a good thing because in my heart, I think she made it. So, I, you know, I just think it's a little different. But I, mean, I don't know what happened to my dad. I hope he made it. But I'm not going to lie about it. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to wait on that confessional thing and see if that pops up in the next hour. I'm not going to jump on it early. I do want you to check out the website, hemusincrease.org, not just for the giving, but on there is a link to the new website. That's why. So so don't hesitate. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Let me uh, say something really important. I want to give a big uh, crying send-off to my good friend for seven and a half years, Lefty. Lefty has uh, today... I know, I'm so sad. Lefty has actually left uh, the place of honor that's been with me for the last seven and a half years doing radio. Lefty was my one-eared headset my uh, headset that I would listen to. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, the circuitry in the very complex $19.95 multiple years ago headset decided it could no longer endure, and we had to put it to rest today. So now I have a much more expensive but really on sale from Amazon, so got it for a smoking deal headset. But it has two ears, so one of the ears is behind my head. (laughs) And uh, I haven't given this one a name yet. (laughs) It's got like one ear, but I don't know. But then we're going to say goodbye to Lefty. Bye, Lefty. Bye. All right. There you go.